Hey there, this is the Penny on Your Thoughts podcast, and I am your host, Penny Chason. I'm a board-certified hypnotist, intuitive, and experiencer. This podcast is about tapping into your subconscious to create a more aligned and abundant life. By leveraging our subconscious, we can master our thoughts, frequency, and vibration. Fusing the conscious, subconscious, and our consciousness is the science of expansion and soul satisfaction. Each week, I'll share in-depth interviews or solo episodes. This podcast was created to share how you have the power to create infinite potential within you. It's my intention that you find this podcast empowering, inspiring, and full of possibility. Now grab your favorite beverage and let's go. Two different times today, I attempted to record and I could not seem to get through of it because sometimes when an inspiration comes through, I get into this stream of consciousness and I call it a stream of consciousness because it's not actually channeling. It's just tuning into what I already know from a much higher perspective and things just begin to flow through and they don't feel cohesive and then from my 3d perspective when I go back to pull it together it doesn't always make sense to me and you know there are people who will say that if you cannot express your thoughts concisely and simply then you haven't mastered the material but that's not always true because when information comes through that can influence other people who are on their spiritual path and we're all on a spiritual path whether you're consciously choosing it or not you're you're on a spiritual path and I'll get to that in a little bit you have a responsibility to make your best effort to the degree that you're awake and aware to not allow that information to be uh, misleading or something that would cause someone to stray off their path. So in an attempt to record a podcast episode and have it come together in a cohesive way, those aren't always things that I can plan, but we are all on a spiritual path and what our spiritual path is is the path to remembering who we are and what we are because we are all souls here on this earth we are luminous beings we are energetic beings that happen to be um, hitching a ride in this 3d bag of skin having our human experience and what i had been wanting to talk about is how hypnosis can be a gateway to the soul, but it's really not a gateway to the soul. Like we are the soul, we're connected to the soul all the time. Uh, What it is, is it's a gateway to the awareness. It's a gateway to the remembering. You probably already readily associate yoga, meditation, and other practices like that with being somewhat of a spiritual practice. And just like hypnosis, 
what that process is, is turning inward and tuning out the outside world. And it doesn't just mean tuning out the outside world in terms of finding a quiet place and turning off the TV and the radio and getting away from the kids and the husband or the wife or, or whatever. It means tuning out the outside world up here within our mind. When we come into this world, the 3D infant that we are, the only expectations that we have are safety or I should even say desires, safety, and the expectation of being loved. Those are instinctual things that a mother loves and protects. And so we're born with those instinctual expectations, those instinctual needs that have to be met for our mental, emotional, and psychological well-being. Now, if those needs aren't met, and that can look like a whole lot of different things, and sometimes it can even come down to misperception. It's not even a reality that the needs weren't met. We all cope with those things in different ways. And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Where I want to go is that from the moment we're born and someone assigns us a name, the process of domestication, the process of indoctrination, if you will, I think that's a bit of a harsh word, but really it's, it's what it is. The process of brainwashing us into a 3D reality begins. One of the examples that I was using on the podcast, um, this person is, is a friend now, but at one point they were a client. I'm not going to, not going to use her name. This was several years ago, but they were a living example of what happens when a family takes on a specific identity. So my maiden name was Melton. And so just imagine if growing up, you know, there were certain traditions in the family or certain ways of doing things. And all I ever heard was, but you're a Melton, you're a Melton. This is what the Meltons do. You're a Melton. Without even realizing it, we can end up embodying that as our identity. We take on these imprints and impressions that to be accepted, that to do things right, this is, this is what reality is. This is what life is. And I'll give you another example. And this is going to be really crazy to some of you, but consider I grew up in rural Mississippi. Right now, my office is in what used to be my parents' bedroom in my childhood home growing up. I was prob I was in fifth grade, so that makes me what ten or eleven. That's how old I was before I ever knew that the radio in my mother's car could tune to an FM station. I had never listened to FM radio because she had always listened to the local AM station. And I remember being shocked and floored and feeling like I had been cast into an alternate reality that there was this thing called FM radio and that there was this band out there called Toto and they sang this fabulous song called Rosanna, right? It's like, what, what are you even talking about? Then when I was in seventh grade, for the first time in my life, 35 miles away, I went to the mall. I had no clue what a mall was and it's a small mall. It's in Meridian, Mississippi. It wasn't that big at all. 
But for me, growing up in a very rural area, that was akin to Julia Roberts taking a stroll down Rodeo Drive in Pretty Woman. My mind was blown. So our environment not only shapes our reality, but the stories that we hear, the things that we take on, the beliefs that we pick up, they create a separation. Not a separation from our soul, a separation from our remembering, our separation of our awareness of how powerful we are, that we are energetically connected, that we are an extension of source energy. We are not the source energy, that's God. God is the source energy, but we are an extension of that source energy. And we forget that. And it's a natural part of the experience. And part of our personal journey, we choose to come in to experience certain lessons and to go on this path of remembering who we are. Because when we remember who we are, we step back into our personal power. We step into our sovereignty. And just let me back up a moment on the personal power. We don't even have to be on a self-proclaimed spiritual journey to step into our personal power. Personal power comes from not entangling into other people's emotions. It comes from letting go of control to not attach our happiness and well-being to how other people think or feel about themselves or us or how we feel about them. I mean, I'm not promoting anyone go out and be an asshole or a jerk. But if your intent is good, if our intent is pure and compassionate and from love, if we aren't inserting ourselves into directing someone else's life, then truly what they think of us is none of our business. So we can step into that personal power and have ownership of our personal power by not leaking our energy through fear, anger, uh, jealousy, envy, all of those emotions. We can be in our personal power without being on that deeper uh, spiritual journey in a, you know, a conscious decision, self-proclaimed way. Like I said, we're all on that journey. Deciding to come here was a spiritual experience. But the way that hypnosis plays a role in this is that through hypnosis, we can do a variety of things. One is we can learn to unentangle from the expectations of others. We can learn to let go of the fears that are false because once you remember who you are, once you remember how powerful you are and that there is nothing that anyone else can do to influence how you feel about yourself and there's nothing that anyone else can do to control your choices, we may allow ourselves to be persuaded, but ultimately we choose, then confidence really isn't an issue anymore so long as we are developing our trust in ourselves. If we can take ownership of the fact that ultimately we get to choose, that 
we are the only ones who decide whether we're happy or sad, whether we're angry, then as we begin to let go of what others think, we're not leaking that personal power and not to be delusional. I think that's important to say here too. It's not to mean that we never feel sad, angry, or fear. We're not going on this ride of toxic positivity, but to not become engulfed by our emotions. And this is a practice. This is a practice to be able to sit with ourselves and observe this part of us having an emotional experience without getting into the, why am I feeling this way? What's causing this to happen? Do I really have to go through this again? If we don't get into the pity party that can go with those emotions. And I use that term because I will even say to myself, if I, if I'm having a moment and I catch myself sliding in there, I will literally tell myself, get out of your freaking pity party. So what if you feel X, Y, Z, we're going to pick up and carry on. And some days that's easier um, than others. But a lot of times those emotions are based on these expectations. They're based on expectations of how we want someone else to show up, to be, to act, to do. Expectations of how we think they should feel about how we show up, be, act, and do. Uh, one of my mentors said this, and anytime my feelings or emotions get off, it's one of the things that I look at. What am I attached to in this moment? Like, what is not happening that I feel, think, or believe needs to happen in order for me to be, to be happy? And it's, it's always going to be a human aspect. But the thing is that a lot of times those attachments are based on false expectations. They're based on false perceptions. We all have a reasonable right to be uh, treated compassionately, respectfully, but not everybody's going to do that. But when we have these false perceptions that we picked up along the way, and a lot of times these things are blind spots, that's why they call them blind spots. We don't even realize they're there. You can use hypnosis to unravel those things. And as you begin to unravel those things, you have more clarity. You have a greater sense of yourself. And sooner or later, yes, something may come back up and bite you in the ass once again. And you're like, oh my gosh, here's another lesson I get to learn something else now but hypnosis helps you to quiet that inner dialogue it helps you to tame that inner voice so that rather than spending 30 minutes meditating and I'm not saying don't meditate but rather than spending 30 minutes meditating and focusing your energy on an attempt to get your mind to quiet through using hypnosis, you can just generally decrease the baseline level of chatter. And when you decrease that baseline level of chatter and you pay attention to it 
And when you catch it rearing up, you can say, no, stop it and move your attention somewhere else so that you don't end up down the rabbit hole of thinking. We begin to learn to live in a state of meditation. And this is something that I'm working towards. I'm not sitting here self-proclaimed, I have achieved this. It's something that I work towards. And depending on what's happening in life, most of life can be pretty peaceful. But there are moments where even I will come, I have to come home to mama, go back to basics and just say, what is going on here? Like, please (laughs) stop it already. And I get to explore and see what's going on and what is causing that chatter to uptick because there is a direct correlation between that chatter going up in a feeling of disconnection manifesting within me. Because when that chatter is up, we're missing out. We're shutting down the lines of communication to our soul, our higher self, our angels, our guides. When that chatter goes up, it it drowns out the messages. We lose touch with that connection with that feeling with that presence of peace and it's one of the reasons you will hear people say you need to be in your being and not in your doing because when we get caught up in the doing and our mind is ruminating all the things we have to check off all the boxes we have to check we don't feel that connection one of the other ways that hypnosis um, can help you on a spiritual path, on a spiritual journey, is that you can actually tap into that higher consciousness. I don't do these as directly offered sessions, but I've had many clients that when I do regression work with them, they would spontaneously uh, say they're um, we're going through an experience and there, there are a lot of uh, reinforcing events really close together, a, a lot of small events that are reinforcing a negative belief or a false perception of fear. And it's kind of difficult to pin it down. Often I would say, I'm going to count from three back to one. And when I get to one, you're going to be to the moment before you ever felt, let's say the feeling was afraid and alone. We're going to go to a moment before you ever felt afraid and alone. Three, two, one, be there. And I've had clients who was spontaneously, you can see a wave come over their body and an intense relaxation. And when I start to ask them, what's happening? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? They're just being. They feel expansive. They feel weightless. They'll describe themselves as pure light. And where they are is they're in a place where they have an awareness of their soul, their luminous body. They have an awareness of the energetic being that we are without the 3D 
filter without the 3D filter. So I've heard some people describe it as what's happening is they're going back to pre-incarnation. But if you think of the soul, if you think of our luminous energetic bodies, if you consider that there really is no time, that time is a human construct, what they're doing is they're simply reconnecting with that knowing of who and what they are before the 3D imprints began. And they can take this awareness and this remembering and they can bring it back into the present. And it really shifts perspective to the degree that they're ready to allow it on what life is all about. And I say that they bring it back to the degree that they're ready because we all are at our own places on our journey. It looks like something different for each of us. And some of us are more ready to get the deeper meaning and understanding of things than others. So one of the reasons I wanted to chat about this is that I have a hypnosis certification training coming up soon. And I keep getting a lot of questions about how hypnosis can be used. And for me personally, in fall of 2019, I intentionally shifted to serving people who are on this transformational journey, people who are on this spiritual journey, people who want to remember who they are, people who want to empower themselves to love themselves. So I wanted to take a moment to just come on and talk about a little bit of what, what that looked like, because most of my clients are very aware spiritually. They're, they're very aware of the limiting beliefs. They're very aware of the impact of getting stuck in their emotions and they are extremely aware of the possibility and what more is available. So if you're someone who is a spiritual coach, an energy worker, Reiki practitioner, uh, yoga, massage therapist, whatever that might look like for you, and you're curious if hypnosis is something that would dovetail into what you already do, or it would simply elevate your understanding as you facilitate your work with clients, then absolutely. Hypnosis is a great way to do that. Feel free to DM me. I'll be happy to answer your questions. The next training is coming up at the end of February. Self-study starts at the end of January. I hope you enjoyed this. Leave me a comment, a question. Let me know what you think. And thanks everybody for joining. I'll catch you later this week. I hope you can feel my appreciation and gratitude for you, my listener. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast platform. There are a few ways that you can do that. If you're not already on my email list, you can go to pennychason.com forward slash myth and download the Big Mindset Myth PDF. Or you can go to Instagram and follow me at P.
Penny.chason. You can connect with me there. I would love to see you there. And of course, you could always head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive review of this episode. I appreciate you and I will see you back here next week.